Sport on on SAFM. Okay, two of our teams in the same is of the URC and former Western Province and Bok Hooker joins us on the line. Hanyani, good evening and thanks for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, man. Hope you well. Thanks for this. No, we're fine. Thanks. Uh, thanks for speaking to us. Before the competition started, Anyani, and because it was new, how did you see the SA team's chances of, of, of reaching the same? Do you think they would get this far? Yeah, look, I always thought we'd do well. If you consider that, remember the Cheetahs and Kings had been in the tournament before, and the, the, the Cheetahs had a something like a 90-something percent success rate at home. So as much as we struggled in the beginning away from home, I always, I always thought that you know once the European teams or the teams from the Northern Hemisphere come to South Africa, we've managed to turn things around. And that's exactly what's happened. You know, I think three teams, and it's not a new tournament. It's not a us going up north. It's a new tournament. I think that's the way people have got to look at it. As much as we've got to travel up here, they've got to come to us. And I think they struggled in the condition. Some of the teams struggled at altitude. And I think... If you look at it all, all in all, I think there was something like 25, 26 games with the Northern Hemisphere in South Africa. There's only two wins, you know. So, I mean, if, if we're going to keep a home record like that, it will always be in the mix mm. when it comes to playoff stages. There was also a lot of talk early, early in the competition about the interpretation of the law, of the rules here and in the Northern Hemisphere. Is the clarity now or a better understanding? Yeah, look, it's, it's improved. It's not there, to be honest with you. I think... Um, you know, if, if you look at the, the game models, South African teams like to use set-piece scrums, line-out, similar to the Springboks in terms of, of, of building pressure, whereas the Northern Hemisphere teams are more system-based, where it's, you know, it's position-based using the ball. So, you know, it's two different styles of rugby, and it's, it's ref differently. So there's still an adaptation period for, for, I think, more the Northern Hemisphere refs more than anything else. But I think it's gotten better. It's gotten better if you look at the results. But I think when you go, when you go to the Northern Hemisphere, you've seen... You know, most of the teams that have, South African teams that have gone up there have come back complaining about race interpretation. There's room for improvement, like anything, but I think, you know, next year this time we'll be sitting here saying, look, it has improved and it's gotten a lot better. Okay, let's go back to Saturday now. We witnessed a thriller between the Bulls and the Sharks at Loftus. Great advert for SA Rugby. In your opinion, what was key in the Bulls winning? Because it was a close one. No, just composure. Um, oh. Composure. I, I thought, go back to the last 10 minutes. I actually wasn't... Uh, uh, Pre-match, I actually thought the Sharks going to buy a point or two, and it could have happened. But it was composure. You know, towards the end of the game, the Bulls were composed. You know, they got the penalties, worked it to the middle of the field, and then also Christmas to that pressure drop kick to win the game, which is phenomenal. But it was composure, you know. And then that's the thing. Once you get to playoff games, you know, so the guys that are going to keep it cool. And the Sharks played well. They played really well. You look at the Sharks team on paper. It's a good team. A lot of spring box, loaded team. But it's just composure that won it for the Bulls. And they've got a good home record. I think since Jake White's taken over, they've had three or four losses in all competitions. And, and you know, it's, it's tough to, to win in Pretoria. But the, the, the Bulls, at the end of the day, just won the championship round. And that, that was the difference between the two teams. Talking about those championship rounds, Hanyani, were you surprised that the Sharks chose to run it instead of trying to force maybe a mistake and get a penalty there at the death? Yeah, look, they, they tried to force the penalty. They just didn't get it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if you look at that, when Ben Tepo went down the blind side, some of the Bulls players were still a little bit offside. Um, they had a penalty. I think Mapimpi took it quickly. You know, they, they, they made the, the front row substitution maybe a little bit early. So if they got in a scrum with Oxen Chair, Wongi Monambi and Thomas Tutoy, they could have gotten a penalty. So mm. I think the plan was there, but the, the penalty didn't come. You know, it, it was what, what, what was, I think, 27 all with about three, four minutes to go. Mm. And the, the, the Sharks played better in, in the second half. I thought they, you know, they're more expansive. They brought pressure at the ball in hand. Pepsi Butelezi was good. 
but they just couldn't get that penalty. It didn't come, and you know, eventually the ball just won that that last breakdown, and they used it better than the Sharks did. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we're just looking back at the URC quarterfinals with former Bok Hanyane Shimange. You're welcome to send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107 if you are watching the action. And and Jake White keeps talking about the growth of his team over the years. Can you see that? And what kind of a team has he put together here? No, it's a very good team. You look at their locks. I think it's a Janko Sonopo, Wolfgang, Kampuran, Makia. No, Jake, Jake's been good. I think when he came and he cleaned up a bit, he, he released a lot of players. A lot of them went to the lines and people thought maybe he's made too many changes. But, you know, so the, the fundamentals of a big, strong pack, uh, good set piece. You look at the growth of Mornay Smith, uh, Stian Kamp, Johan Krobler. These guys are guys on the, you know, after the World Cup, you know, be Springbok for pu- pushing, they'll be pushing for Springbok positions. So I think if, if you're in that environment where your players, you're developing Springbok players, you're doing well. You know, you look at Ken Moody, the young fullback. He's 19 years old. No one really knew him because of COVID and no one saw schoolboy rugby. This guy just popped out of nowhere and he's a real deal. Uh, Kirtley Orange has come through there. Ambrose Papier is playing good rugby. I mentioned the Fords now. Marcel Couture is also, you know, he's trying to bash down that Springbok selection. Too. So in terms of that, he, there's a lot of guys there that have come in the team. If you go back two years ago, I mean, they played Arches, Neymar, Andre Pollard, Lurte, Arches. Um, and I think Trevor Nyakani, uh, Marco Fan started. So they lost a lot of Springboks, but they're developing a, a new generation of Springboks. So possible uh, uh, Springbok contenders. And they're winning at the same time, which helps. Yeah. But they probably have their toughest test on Friday night away to a rampant Leinster who thrashed Glasgow 17, I think it was 76-14 in their quarterfinal. They also topped the log. They beat the Bulls convincingly in the round-robin stage. How then can the Bulls um, beat Leinster? they're going to need look they, they're going to have to produce the, the performance of a lifetime uh, this Leinster team was so angry I think for not winning the Heineken Cup uh-huh. so all the energy has gone towards URC so uh, look you, you know playing Leinster is comparable to the old super rugby of going to the Crusaders and trying to win a playoff game there you know the difference with the Heineken Cup or the rugby championship or sorry the, the, the Champions Cup was that it was at a neutral venue this time they had home in front of their own crowd I don't know how you know they got Irish players all over the place. So if look if 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 the Bulls do pull this one off, it will be the probably the best Bulls performance probably in, in the history of the Bulls rugby, to in my opinion. If if they can get away with the win against Leinster. You know, if, everything is stacked against them. I travel I heard it was difficult travelling over there. They, everybody went on different flights. You know, you sort of arrive there Tuesday, Wednesday, you've got two two sessions at the most and then you you gotta play away from home with very little support. If the Bulls can win this, um, it would be the greatest one the, the Bulls have ever had, in my opinion. And probably play in the rain and the cold there also. But the Bulls were expected to be the leading SA side in this competition, Hanyani, because of their dominance here at home in recent times. But it was actually the Stormers. What are they getting right there in the Cape, according to you? Look, they lost a lot of players. I think, you know, they lost a, sort of a, a lot of good superstar players. But I think the guys that have come in, you know, I mentioned the Bulls. These are also young players, Manny Lebok. Who's a fly half? Um, you know, he, he just, he's always been a talented player, but he's been given that jersey because of opportunity. Willems has been galant. I think the type of rugby that, that, that the guys are playing in, in, in Western Cape sort of suits the Stormers' DNA. Some of that attractive brand of, of running rugby. You know, if you look at this team, you almost look at these guys when they're playing, you think they'd been together for 10 years. But it's only been about six, seven months. So there's plenty of growth. Fit loose forwards, um, Evan Ruth, Achiva Damani. So it's guys that, we're looking for opportunity or we're getting opportunity to other unions. They've come in here and because they've been given that opportunity, they were good players, given that opportunity 
they've just clicked, you know, through good recruitment, uh, some good smart coaching, and a team that's played without fear, to be honest with you. You know, they, they have a go from everywhere. They, they don't change the style of rugby they're playing. And in my opinion, probably the hardest team in, in, sorry, in this competition to mark. There's just too many weapons around there. You know, the counter-attack, you've got loose forwards that can run. You've got a fly-half that's very explosive. You've got a, a good scrumming pack, a, a good line-out. And defensively, probably one of the top teams, which a lot of people don't see there. The Stormers' defense is very good. So as much as they score points, it's very hard to score against them. So, so are they playing more as a unit now instead of maybe relying on those big-name individuals that they had and that have left, have left the team? No, remember, that it's also changed. I mean, those big-name individuals did take the, the Stormers to Super Rugby playoff games. Mm. So they, they, they did their role, you know. So they, they did well. But for me, it's, it's just, you know, this team has just clicked a lot sooner than people have expected. Also, a lot of negative publicity around the Stormers. People thought maybe they weren't going to make it through. But they've just fought hard, fought hard, and, and they've managed to do it, which is an incredible story. I mean, Yellen Zass, the wing who's the top try scorer in the URC, um, you know, he, he was at the Stormers, broke his leg, went to the Sharks, didn't really cut it there. He's come back, he's hit form. That's another player that sort of people had written off two, three years ago. Achiva wasn't playing at the Lions. Evan Ruiz wasn't getting an opportunity. John Fury was had just finished in Europe. You know, so there's a lot of guys. Marvin Ori just left the Lions. Um, there's a lot of guys that sort of weren't given opportunities elsewhere that have come to the Stormers and just fitted into that environment and done well. Is Evan Ross a springbok for you? I can't hear you. Is, is Evan, should Evan Ross be a springbok for you against Wales? No, no. no I, I think, look, his time will come. He, he will be a springbok one day. That, that I can almost guarantee of. But, you know, a lot of people sort of get, you know, the, the selection time gets quite emotive where people want to change. I, I think he might get a shot in the squad. But if you look at the incumbents there, you've got Drain from Newland, who was man of the match in the World Cup final. You've got Sia, World Cup winning captain. You've got Peter Skeptitoy, who was World Player of the Year. So it's a, the, the, the thing is, where do you fit him in, you know? You've got Jasper Visa, who's one of the best eight men in Europe. You've got Kwaka Smith, who's done well in Japan. And the list goes on. Luis Ford's a top position in South Africa, but if you look at a player that's done well and performed well to try get cut, get inside, he probably takes all the boxes. Whether there's a space for him in there, I, I doubt it now, but definitely in the future, he'll play a lot of games for South Africa in the future. But at the moment, I think it's going to be tough to break through. Yeah. And, and um, was there a win over Edinburgh Hanyani convincing for you, or it doesn't matter how you win in the playoffs? No, look, the, the Stormers, I mean, I think John Dobson has been out there saying, listen, they left a bit out there. A player of rugby, you just want to make sure you come to work on Monday. That's, <laughs> that's the reality, you know. Whether it's 3 0 or 20, there's no bonus point wins, but you, you, what you want to do is you want to seek for improvement. So I think for the Stormers, they're up against a tough Ulster team. Ulster, tough, um, you know, the same with the Bulls are going to travel to to Leinster. You know, the Stormers are going to make sure that it's difficult for Ulster to come here. There's already talk about a grudge match considering what happened last time. If you look at Ulster, they, they they can squeeze you know the life out of a game. They've got a good kicking game. You know they they defensively quite strong up front. But then there's the travel factor arriving late. So for me, the Stormers will want to improve, but I don't think they're going to change the way they play because it's worked so well. They won't go into the shelves. They'll play without fear like they've done all season, and they'll want to put on a spectacle for the for the for I think the twenty four twenty five thousand people that will be out at at Greenpoint Saturday. Okay, hopefully there will be more people if the government can just uh, increase, the, allow the number to increase now because uh, there is a hunger for rugby and we saw how these last, uh, how these two matches this past weekend were well attended. But Anyani, thanks for being able to speak to us. Thank you for your insight. Really wonderful and we appreciate it here on SAFM. Thank you.
Thanks, man. Have a good evening and a good weekend. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, sir. Former Boka Nyaneshimanga there, also a pundit, played for Western Province, also speaking to us about the URC. We're going to move on to tennis now.